the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. I want to show you something that I'm sure will be a great blessing in your life if you learn it and you apply it well. This is one of the principles that all of us at one point in time or the other will get the opportunity to put it to practice. Some get promoted, others get stagnated by it. And it's all because they simply do not do it right. It's one of the fundamental kingdom laws and kingdom principles for elevation in life. Amen. Jesus actually spoke about it and he said that in the kingdom, if you must rise, you need to go through it. But how else can you go through it? Some go through it, but they don't go through it well. And I pray that tonight, the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom and insight. Shout a better amen. Amen. Sometimes people say, I've been doing the same thing, but I'm not getting the results. Jesus met a man who said, I've done everything. He said, one thing you lackest. There is always one thing. Once that one thing is located, it complements everything. And I pray that tonight, whatever it is that you are lacking in this area, may the Holy Ghost supply it. By the time this particular series is over, this particular principle is over, I pray that in any area where there is a lack of any kind in your life, any missing link, I pray that that link will be supplied. Shout better. Amen. Matthew 25 verse 14 to 23. He said, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own, he called his own and delivered to them his goods. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his several ability. And immediately he went on the far country. And when he had received the five talents, he went and traded with them and made another five talents. And he, likewise, he who had received two talents, more also, but he who had received one talent went and dug the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, somebody say, Long time. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Wow. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful brother. Is that what is there? Good and faithful, what? Servant. You have. You were. That is the elevation and the promotion we are talking about, where you are becoming a ruler over many. He said, I will make you. There is something that when you do, God has a basis to make you. One of the things we are called to do to be made by God is to follow me. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. So when we follow God, 
we end up being made into the kind of persons God ordained us to be. But this is also another thing that scripture says. When we do, God gets the opportunity to make us. And the principles I'm sharing with you are principles that cut across in life, wherever you find yourself in life, even in your office. When you engage these principles and you engage them well, you'll be made. I said you'll be made. Most of the time, the things that makes people in life is not sometimes as powerful as prayer is. It may not all be prayer. When you have prayed and finished, in fact, the more you pray, the more you have access to the things, you you have access to the secret that makes men. The Holy Ghost makes them available to you. And once they are made available to you, and you go ahead and you engage them, you become the kind of person God wants you to become. He says, I will make you, you have received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. I've gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. And I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of our Lord. Praise God. Okay, so let's start from verse 14 because that's where we are starting everything from. Last week, we established the fact that promotion comes from where? Promotion comes from where? What did we say? Promotion comes from where? And we established that God is committed to our elevation. If you find yourself at one spot for a long time, God cannot be blamed for it. God is committed to your elevation. The Bible said the path of the just is like a shining light that shines more and more onto a perfect day. So God is very much committed and interested in your elevation. But the universal scriptural laws that have been put in place for anyone who desires elevation and growth to put to work. In this text, we saw that servants were called, they were given abilities. At the end of the day, some were elevated and one person was dropped. And I pray that you won't be the one that will be dropped. If anyone is going to be left behind, you won't be the one. Alright, he says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants. Today, that's what we want to look at. We are looking at the principle of service. Somebody say the principle of service. You want to become a ruler. First and foremost, serve. Somebody say serve. Service is the fundamental gateway to elevation in the kingdom. There are many people today who don't want to serve and they want to experience greatness. People don't want to go and learn apprenticeship like they used to. So we are people who are doing things and they are not skilled like those days used to be. I had a story last week of a group of ladies who went to a shop to assist and they can't simply sit still and learn the trade and the skill. So by the time they finish, you give something for them to fix it for you and they destroy it for you because they are not ready to serve. The principle of service. Somebody say the principle of service. This is so fundamental. Look at this. Luke 22 verse 25 to 26. Jesus told them in this world, the kings and great men lord it over their people. Yet they are called friends of a people. But among you, somebody say among us. Say among us. Now, he says, among us, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank. And the leader should be like the servant. Praise God. The fastest way to the top in the kingdom is service. 
No one can rise into prominence in the kingdom without learning to serve. Scripture is replete with examples of people who rose and they rose because they knew how to serve. This series, I'm trusting God to share with you about 21 marks of people who will always be elevated through service. That is just under this principle of service. Yeah. It's impossible to serve this way and not be noticed. It's impossible to serve this way and not be promoted. Common examples abound in scripture of people who served their way to the top. Joseph was one of such. We know of Joseph when he rose up and a lot of people, when you go to, uh, what do you call it, motivational uh, speakers and their approaches, they will tell you, be a dreamer, be a dreamer. But Joseph was not just a dreamer. There are many people who are great dreamers and their great dreams have frustrated them. Because it's never becoming a reality. Because they just speak, Joseph was a dreamer and they ran with it. But they didn't know that Joseph was not a, just a dreamer. He was first and foremost a servant. That was one distinguishing feature about Joseph. I mean, you saw people dreaming with him in the prison. The difference between him was that the, the butler dreamt. Didn't they dream? Joseph also dreamt. Some people even dreamt and they were killed by their dreams. And it's, it's still like that. It's, there are people who have wild dreams. And the more they dream, the more frustrated they become. Because they are so much in a hurry to carry their dream into manifestation that they don't make time to serve. Joseph, Genesis chapter 41, verse 38 to 41. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, In as much as God has shown you all these, there is none as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house and over. That's elevation. You shall be over. Anywhere you find yourself under, your position is changing. You are moving from under to over. Somebody saying, I'm going over. He said, you shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. In regard to the throne, will I be greater than you? Pharaoh said, see, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. I see God set you over. I see God lift you over. But we saw Joseph in Potiphar's house. That's where his service began. Look at Genesis 31 verse 41. When you see Joseph in Genesis 41, it's the climax. It's not the beginning. And most of the time I realize that when people see people at a certain level, they want to manifest at that level without finding out their beginning. The reason why a lot of people would not go through process are not ready to endure that which is theirs to endure. They are not ready to go through the mill and be raised by God. It's because we are looking at too many people who are way up there without making time to consider where they started from. Praise God. That's why there's a lot of envy and jealousy in our time. That's why there's a lot of uh, there's uh, juju kind of things in our time. Because people want things quick. They don't want to go through process anymore. Look at Joseph. The Bible says, Joseph had been taken down into Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian brought him from the Ishmaelite who had taken him down there. And the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man and he was in the house of his masters. Take word of, note of the word master. Somebody say master. Master the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper. So Joseph found favor in his sight and did what? Saved him. 
Favor in his sight. And you would have thought that now that I found favor, let me show, throw my weight around. Not Joseph. It's sad when people don't know that favor does not mean that you and your boss are the same. It's a very sad thing. Sometimes people come into favor with their bosses and they begin to relate with them as if they are the same. You talk, they talk back. They can even debate you and tell you what they want, not what you want. I tell you, a lot of people, and it's like, this is I'm telling you, you need it now because my generation and the generations after mine are generations that are gifted. But our challenge is that our gift is also destroying us. Our gift makes room for us, but we are not able to stay in it because our attitude and mindset is so poor. Bible said he had favor in his sight, but he still kept his place. Your boss may call you for dinner. When you finish, go and keep your place. Because of a lot of people get access and they spoil it. That's one of the things we'll be looking at in the Excel uh, service. How to recognize golden doors and enter into them and not leave them. Sometimes your boss may ask your opinion and that's it. Next time, don't offer it. Wait to be asked before you offer it. The fact that you went to shop with your boss one time and he asked you, ah, this shoe, which one? I think this one is, and you pick that one and you chose that. The next time you go, boss, this one will fatter you very well. <laughs> I remember a pastor friend of mine shared a story with me. He went to a shop, a very big shop in the U.S. with a, a, a senior man. And the man asked him, eh, look, I want to bless you today. Pick whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody says it's a test. <laughs> you see, <laughs> one of the things that will help you in life is when you have the ability. That that's one of the laws we talk about. The ability to recognize things. The ability to recognize your season. The ability to recognize a man God has sent you. The ability to recognize tests that you must pass. <laughs> Pastor James is laughing. <laughs> Because one day I gave him a test and he almost failed. He almost, but he passed. Praise God. He passed. He, passed. he almost. I just, I just gave him a test. I said, this guy, let me see. Then, just like I was expecting. But after about 30 minutes, he called back. <laughs> when he called us, I said, this guy, he wants to pass the test now. Many of us have lost doors that Satan didn't close. Because we failed the test that we needed to pass. God is a God of second, third, fourth, and fifth chance. But you see, when you keep on failing your test, you will be stagnated in life. As for God, His mind and purpose for you will not change. But you will delay your progress in life. It's so, so, so important. Joseph said, in Potiphar's house, all the favor was there by your still servant. And then he came into the prison, he was still serving. Everywhere. How come Joseph was identified everywhere he went? He knew how to serve. Joshua also rose into prominence. You remember, Joshua, the moment, look at Joshua 1 verse 1 to 3. Joshua 1, 1 to 3. You see, there is a way you can serve your boss. Though you are paying salary, you are paid in the office to work. Most of us, and the reason why sometimes we don't get elevated, we don't rise, is not because we, we go to work to work, we don't go to work to serve. But you see, as a child of God, you are a kingdom citizen and service must be your attitude. Don't just go to work to work. Go to work to serve. Because when you truly serve, 
God will set the systems up to favor you. Praise God. I've worked with people. Listen, I've worked with people. One man I worked with many years ago in a school. He was such a devoted servant. And the system was designed in such a way that you were frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. But his attitude was the same. Because that's what servants are. Servants don't change their attitude because of environment. If you are a hard worker, an excellent worker, who decides that you are becoming, you are going to become a poor worker, work with a bad attitude. Because of a poor system, you were never an excellent person. You were never. You were never. What you are, you can't easily change it. I'm not complicating. Who you really are, you can't easily change it. Circumstances will not make you change it. But this man worked tirelessly. I don't know where he... And then, eventually, God opened a door. By the time that door is open, all the donkey work he had been doing at this place, that was not recognized and was not rewarded, all of a sudden, all of them became so relevant. And within a short time, elevation was just up, 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 up. Today, as I speak, he's built his own property in Accra. Praise God. Here, he didn't have a, have a piece of land. But he was killing himself and doing what he was supposed to do. Listen, we have not been called to work, we've been called to serve. That is our attitude. That is our sphere as a child of God. True servants don't work because of money. Yeah. When money comes, that's where you know who is a servant and who is not a servant. Joshua, look at this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. You see, it's amazing that all through that time where Joshua was serving Moses, God never spoke to Joshua. It was after the death of Moses that Joshua heard God's voice for the first time. And the Bible says Moses' assistant. Somebody say Moses' assistant. Moses. This generation, everybody wants to be the head. Nobody wants to assist anybody. We shall be the head and not the tail. We so you see, we are so much in a hurry to be the head that even if we be the head of an ant, we'll prefer it to be in the tail of an elephant. We are so much in a hurry to be the head. So much in a hurry. So when somebody is even assisting, He's not assisting well. He, he's just waiting for his chance to become the head. Go to the office. Your boss is the now the medical director. Your number one responsibility, make him successful. Every idea you have, make it available. You see, Africans are just uh, some way. Hey, and it's not just Africans. I think it's a human nature. You see, some people have good ideas that they can really help the system with. And it's not like the system will not embrace the ideas. But they are waiting for them to be on top so that they will use it as their own. But listen, if you truly trust God, you make those ideas available. When your turn comes, God will even give you a better idea. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Please get it. Moses' assistant, all that Joshua did was to help Moses succeed. That's all. Everything made the skill available, made his intellect available. The moment Moses left the scene, Joshua didn't compete with him. God spoke to him. He said, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, because Moses is my servant, you have been Moses' servant, so you know how to serve. Praise God. You have been Moses' servant, so you know how to serve. 
one of the challenges of our modern generation is what they call qualification. That paper or certificate that a lot of people are carrying. I'm telling you. That same qualification is disqualifying so many people because it's entered their head so much that no amount of wisdom can enter again. Every part of their brain is loaded with degree. <laughs> the people that God used to elevate people in life, they, they didn't have all of these qualifications. Life, eh? your attitude is far more important than your qualification. Your attitude. Where you find yourself or you and like attitude is far more important than qualification. Degree than scale than abilities. No, 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 no. David, somebody say David. Yeah, David, 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 David. Amazing guy. David. One day, first Samuel 17. One day, one day, one day. Jesse said to just David. One day, Jesse said to David, take this basket of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers and give them ten cuts of cheese to their captain. See how your brothers are getting along and bring me back a report on how they are doing. Oh, David's brothers were with Saul and the Israelite army at the valley of Elah fighting against the Philistine. So, really they were not fighting. They were actually observing something. You remember the story? They were not fighting. I think they, we have to correct it here. They were not fighting. <laughs> they were not fighting. So David left the few sheep. David actually went there to fight. They didn't go. <laughs> so David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with gifts. As Jesse had directed him, he arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was living was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. Look at first Samuel 17, 28. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David, and he said, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Somebody say few sheep. Say few sheep. I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. Now, David started his uh, career with animals. He started serving with animals. And there were not too many animals, there were a few animals. And in that role and that responsibility, you should check out his attitude. Amazing. So when God found him as a faithful shepherd of animals, do you know what God decided to do? He decided he could qualify to be a faithful shepherd of human beings. So look at Psalm 78, verse 70 to 72. He also chose David, his brother, his master. He chose David who? If you don't learn to serve, God will never choose you. He chose David, his servant, and took him from where? Where did he take him? Please take note. We are talking about elevation here. He chose David his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. Look at from verse 71. Took him from the sheepfolds. From following the ewes. Eh? That had young to shepherd Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. Verse 20, 72. Amazing. So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them with the skillfulness of his hands. He took him from the bush. 
He said, David, you have served your time here. He never went for election to be taken. Service elevated him. Nobody rises with prayer. Everybody rises with service. Nobody, I tell you. You can pray your head out. Promotion is not for the prayer warrior. It's for the servant. <laughs> About communicating here. Yeah. When Jesus came, who prayed more than Jesus? He could pray, man. Pray, pray. He took his disciples every now and then. If it was prayer, the disciples failed. Because while he was with them, they failed. Three times they couldn't pray. Every time they were just sleeping and sleeping and sleeping. But they were faithful servants. Gather the fragment and with joy they were gathering it. Fill the water, uh, what do you call it? The barrel with water and they were gladly doing it. So when their turn came and the Holy Ghost came, they were men who turned the world upside down. Why? Because they had served their way to the top. I pray that the wisdom of God will help you to serve. You can work, but service is different. There is a difference between serving and working. A difference. Look at Jesus himself. When he came as uh, this. <laughs> Look at that. The Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus. Who being in the form of God, thought no robbery to be called with God, but made himself of no, no reputation. And took, somebody say took. Say took. You see, this is not something people take. You have to actually ask people to serve. People don't ordinarily take upon themselves to serve. When something needs to be organized, that one, not many people will see it. Very few people see opportunities to serve. Everybody is looking for opportunity to rise. But very few people identify opportunity to serve. But the cheapest way to the top is when you have an opportunity to serve. Which are my capacity? You see, when it comes to these things, <laughs> if from my own life and from the lives of people whose stories they've shared with me, countless experiences, I have never competed with people for any placement in life. Some of the positions I found myself in, at the time they were doing it, I was, my age disqualified me straight away. But my heart and my attitude to serve overqualified me. So they had to suspend the age gap and then place me there. That's how they would suspend laws and place you there. Shout a better amen. Yeah. When you are a true servant, I'm telling you, they'll say, ah, this guy, they say no. This guy, everything revolves around him. If he's not here, the job is not going. Jesus took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men. Now, one day I will talk about made in the likeness of men. In the context of service. Because all the temptations you go through when you, you are serving, Jesus experienced the same thing. When you are serving, it looks like you are being cheated. I said, what do you wait me? It's as if you don't have any vision. Is that not how you feel? I don't know what you are doing. Now, listen. When you are working, they don't make those terms about you. But when you are serving, People will make those comments about you. Now they are sorry, your papa dear. That's the servant. The Bible said he humbled himself, became obedient. Wherefore, verse 9. Wherefore, somebody say, Wherefore. wherefore. God also has highly exalted you. You would always be elevated. You will be elevated. Amen. I said you will be elevated. Amen. Elevate. When you serve truly well, 
your position can never be the same. Where you serve, whether in the same organization or anywhere else. You see, I learned this very early, that promotion comes from the, not the east, not the west. God is the dad. He pulls down one and sets up another. You see, so promotion ultimately comes from God. So, me, I don't really believe that anyone can truly, truly cheat a person who is a genuine servant. I don't believe that. If you are truly self, oh, there was a, a friend of mine who worked at a certain place, and it looks like all the years of investment and it wasn't recognized, he was cheated. When he had to leave the place, I had an opportunity to talk to him. I told him, listen, when you leave this place, whether your life will be better or not, it depends on how you handle what has happened to you here. Because you see, the kingdom field is large. Do you understand what I'm saying? God sits upon the circles of the earth. He can bless you and promote you from anywhere at all. But when you feel that I must only be promoted here, the way this place is going, I, I, there's no way I can be promoted here. So then, I begin to behave as if you're only working for these people. You've lost it. True servants will always be promoted. Somebody say true servants will always be promoted. Yeah. Unless God is a liar and he's not. True servants will always be promoted. And I'll be sharing with you 21 attributes of true servants. The first one is that true servants are sendable. Somebody say they are sendable. Say true servants are sendable. Say it aloud. True servants are sendable. I realize that not too many people are sendable. Not too many servants are sendable. But if you meet a true servant, he's a sendable person. You can't. Joseph, we are told, was a servant. Look at this. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 9. Matthew chapter 8, verse 9. He said, For I am a man under authority. Having soldiers under me, I said to this one, Do what? I said to this one, Do what? And he does what? Goes into another camp and he and to my servant do this and he does it. True servants are sendable. Say it. True servant again, true servants are sendable. There are some people when you send them, your legs will be free, but your heart will never be free. <laughs> they are not true servants. They are not. You have sent them all. They will go and do their own things. And then pray that they don't forget. Then they will go and do it. They are not. Look at this. Joseph. Psalm 107 verse 17. Amazing servant. He sent a man before them. Even Joseph. Who was sold for a... Oh, he did what? Sent. Who sent? God. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold as a servant. He sent. Now look at this, look at this. Moses, someone, these are amazing servants in scripture. He sent Moses his, oh, say it. He sent Moses his, an arrow whom he had chosen. Moses, his servant. When did he send Moses his servant? Exodus 3 verse 7 to 10. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction, the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And I've heard their cry because of their attacks myself. I know their sorrows. Verse 8. Let's read it together. So, out of 
Oh, so who was going to deliver them out of the hand of Egypt? God was going to do that. And look at that. To bring them out from the land to a good land, a flow, flow with milk and honey to a place of the Hittites. Go to verse 9. Let's read it together. Now, therefore, <laughs> verse 10. Let's read it together. Come now, therefore, and I will send you. Come now, and I will send you. And God was never worried once that the mission would be changed. The mission, God deliver my people. And that was the mission. Repeatedly, Moses was given other options. You remember? He said, I will let your people go. He said, no, that's not my mission. My mission, let my people go that they may serve me. Committed servant. He was sendable. Somebody say sendable. Yeah. Some of us, when we are sent, the message will be corrupted. Because while you are being sent, you are not even listening well. Your mind is on something else. Jesus was sendable. You know Jesus was sent? <laughs> Jesus was sent. He said, look at John chapter 17 verse 18. So if you are not, some of us are too big to be sent. Too big to be sent. Too big to be sent. As you sent me into the world. Oh, Jesus, as you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. Look at John 20, 21. Then Jesus said to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. Jesus was sendable. Look at how scripture talks about someone who is a reliable messenger, somebody who can be sent. He said, Proverbs 25, verse 13, As the cord of snow in the time of harvest, so is a faithful messenger to them that send him. For he refreshes the soul of his masters. Look at the good news. A reliable messenger. Somebody say a reliable messenger. You know my prayer for you tonight that you'll be a reliable messenger. A reliable messenger. A reliable. Be a reliable messenger. You should be somebody when we send you, we can go to sleep. Not that you go and do your own thing. Then when you are ready, then you go. When you are being sent, you know you cannot go at the time required. Tell whoever is sending you. It's a gross art of disrespect and dishonor for whoever is sending you. To send you and then you go at your own time. Number two, I close with this. A true servant has a master. Somebody say has a master. Hey, has a master. In fact, that's why they can be sent. <laughs> They have a master. You are not a servant until first of all, you have a master. A servant is one who has a master. When Jesus came on earth, he had a master. His master was God. So he spoke and said, I do not do my own things. I am not carrying out my own decision. Whatever I hear, I judge. I came down not to do my own way, but the will of him that sent him. There are people who behave and carry themselves as if they have no masters. They want to operate their own way, do things their own way. That's all. Look at what the Bible says. Proverbs 27 verse 18. I'm closing. He says, Whosoever keepeth the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof. So he that waited on his master shall be on it. Now look at Malachi 1 6. He says, A son honors his and a servant his a son honors his and a servant his a son honors his and the servant his master. 
every true servant is always conscious that he has a master. And next week, I'll be telling you why a lot of people, sometimes Christians, don't get promoted. Because most of the time, when it comes to the horizontal master, we fail. You have two masters. Somebody say two masters. According to Colossians 4, verse 1 and 2. Colossians 4, 1 and 2, and Ephesians 6, 5 to 9. That's where I will close. Two masters. Masters, give your bond servants what is just and fair, knowing that you have a master in you have a master where? In heaven. So there's a master in heaven. Now look at this here. Colossians 5, 7 to 9. He says, Bond servant, be obedient to your masters according to according to what? So there is a master according to the spirit. If you have a master according to the flesh, you must have a master according to the spirit. He said, be submissive to your master according to the flesh with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart as to Christ. Look at verse 6. Oh, not with eye service as men pleases, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. With good will, doing service, not as to the Lord and not to men. Look at verse 7. He said, knowing whatever any good does. I like this scripture. Whatever any good. Somebody say, whatever any good. Whatever good anyone does, he will receive. The same from where? From his earthly master. The same from where? From the Lord. From the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. Verse 9. He says, verse 9. And you masters do the same things to them, giving out threatenings. And but he said, whatever good you do, when you know, you will never do bad on your job. You, you won't say that, oh, because they, they are not paying me well, I'm going to be going to work late. No. Because you know that going early, your master up there. They don't register your timeliness. They don't uh, register your overwork and all of those things. But your master up there. Your master up there. And you know, your master up there can promote you from any angle. He can just pick you from this local job and give you an international job. But you are too local in your work attitude to be promoted on an international scale. So God says, uh, from there, I'll shift you to some one local village. And you stay there. That shall not be your testimony. I said, that shall not be your testimony. True servants have a master. You have a master in the spirit and you have a master in the flesh. And most of the time, people don't know how to connect with their masters in the flesh. Particularly Christians. Oh, as for this church, all I want to do is to please God. Listen, if you are serving in the church and you must please God, first please your pastor. First please your pastor. If pastor, who is man, is not pleased, God, his standards are too high. I'm not communicating here. God will not be happy when you are sitting down and say, no, 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 no. One day, the Israelites were following uh, uh, Moses and they made Moses' heart to begin to boil. And God's heart was also boiling. Because Moses was angry. The Bible said, and Moses was displeased and God was displeased. Listen, God is the one who promotes you. But don't be fooled. God will never promote you without a human mediation. Most people don't know that. God will always use a human being to promote you. So, if you are fighting with your boss, my, my boss here, yeah, on permasem, on permasem, listen, stop fooling. Try your best and let him permasem. Because you will need him. God will use him to promote some way, somehow. He will use people like that who don't even like you to promote you. Most of the time, when we don't want to change, they say, my boss doesn't like me. Boss, listen, your boss must not like you. You must make yourself likable. Go and look for what the abbess are doing you are not doing. After your prayer, 
do that one also. I just pray, I bind you, I bind you, I bind you. Listen, you will bind and bind, it is yourself you are binding. Nothing will change if you don't change your attitude. Pastor Afroakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi. Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Oh, 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 oh,